I'm an artist with no collectors, no connections, no clout, and no social media presence. In this podcast, you will get a behind-the-scenes look at the actions I'm taking to change all that. I've made a one-year commitment to share my successes and failures and everything I learned along the way as I attempt to build an art business from the ground up. Welcome to Artistic Ambition. My name is Christina Elkins. Welcome back to Artistic Ambition. This is Christina. In this episode, we'll be going over our March recap, and we'll get the inside scoop of everything that went on. So first of all, I got all that artwork hung for the open house. I had those nine large paintings. My husband and I loaded up both of our vehicles, and these were oil paintings, so we had to perch them very carefully in our vehicle and drive down to the house that we're showing in. When I got there, the house is unfinished as of yet very cold in there. It was kind of getting dark and they had no electricity. So there were some definite challenges on this hanging process. We, the way I chose to do, of course, this is a new construction build. So I'm trying not to damage any walls with a bunch of nails and screws or things like that in the walls. So what I did was go out, buy a bunch of the command heavy duty hanging strips for canvases. I felt like, okay, if we put a bunch of these on there, this is going to work just fine. We toiled away at it and we spent a couple, it it took a couple hours, you know, measuring everything, getting, making sure everything was level. Right before we left, after all the command strips were hung, I also hung the place cards or the placard cards with the art information next to the piece. And it had the price and it also had a like a how to buy this kind of a tutorial, just a couple steps of this is easy. You can buy this really easily (laughs) kind of a process. That information was on the note card along with my Venmo code. Was able to make a Venmo code per each painting from my Shopify site. So when they scanned my actual Venmo code, they went directly to that painting in the website to check out with that painting. So you want to remove all the stumbling blocks in the way of someone buying your artwork. I was able to do that through Shopify. It's basically add a shop code. It's like an app that you add on to your store. And it it was really easy. I figured that out all by myself. (laughs) And I am not good at this stuff. So if I can do it, I'm sure you could figure it out too. It's in the app section of your Shopify store and you just add, it's like add shop codes. We got all that stuff hung up, made the house look great. I don't have a lot of exposure to people and how they feel about art, I guess. But once all the artwork was hung, I felt like it really made an impact in the house, like the house itself. It really set a mood. It set a tone. I thought the house, the house is beautiful, obviously. And I felt like that this just supported that. And so I was really excited. I did feel like I brought value whenever I left. You know, when we closed the door and I uh, locked the key inside on accident, I really felt like I had added value to their open house. A couple days later, I get a call from my realtor friend, Willa. She's the owner of the Pedigree Properties, who uh, is the one that gave me this opportunity. So she gives me a call and lets me know that almost all of my artwork has fallen to the floor. (laughs) So, Oh, Lord, I'm just like, 
what now? My command strip idea, I was rethinking it. And I was like, oh man, it, this was a terrible idea. The problem was it's freezing cold. These little sticky tabs are not going to stick to a cold textured wall. We're just waiting. Honestly, like all of March, my paintings have just been sitting against the wall in this house now and just waiting for them to get the heat on. The open house did get pushed back. It was supposed to be on April 7th, and now it's supposed to be on April 14th. I have a feeling that's going to get pushed back again. This was definitely a learning moment. I won't really know how that shakes out until after the open house. If everything goes well and it's a positive experience, they have seven more houses that are going to be underway. And so I can see us moving forward. I I think I'll really have to see if I'm able to get any of my investment back. I mean, at this point, I've spent quite a bit of money on this project. So that's where that project stands. And that's it's all waiting for its big moment. I realize if I have any chance of selling these works, I probably need to be there interacting with people. I went ahead and I also wrote an artist bio, got a headshot taken. Obviously, my husband runs a marketing agency and one thing that they do is headshots. So he's he took my headshot, of course. I'm going to have a little setup there with, you know, my artist bio with a picture of me on display, kind of like a meet the artist situation. I'm also going to have uh, the postcards that I bought in January from Vistaprint. They have my social media links. They also have a Venmo code that takes them directly to my website and a couple of paintings showing on the front of that postcard. So those will be right there stacked up next to my meet the artist thing in case anyone wants any more information. So during the month of March, I also signed up for another market. It's called the Spring Market and it is being held at the local fairgrounds. I believe that's where the first one that I'm going to do is also located. I'm going to be in a covered spot in this fair as well. So I I feel like that's pretty lucky so far on those two instances. This area has a ton of art fairs um, and craft fairs. Like there's a lot of opportunity to participate in these things. Obviously, you have to pay fees to get into these fairs for the most part. That's an expense that you have to consider. Um, I did pay $100 for my 10 by 10 space in the spring market. So the one that I'm doing on April 30th, that's the NWA Makers Market. And that booth was $75. And this one, I believe, is in the same location, but it's the spring market 2023. A different group runs it, so they can decide whatever prices they want. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how I want to set up my booth. I've been doing a lot of research and reading on Pinterest and looking at different images of the way people have done their booths. I don't have a ton of money, so I'm trying to do this as cost effective, but I also don't want it to look like I just dug something out of my garage and tried to make it work. I want it to look nice. I want it to be professional. I want it to be cohesive. I'm going to also try to do it on a budget. I'll have a lot of feedback for you guys about the art market experience and what I've learned. I have a feeling whenever I come away from that first market, I'm going to have a lot more information than I do now. It's one thing reading someone's blog about how to do an art fair. It's another one to live through it and set everything up and see how it goes. 
I ended up buying six two-foot grid panels to hang my artwork on. I also have a six-foot table. I have an idea of a way to display my prints, like on a hanging wire or some kind of rod that goes across between the grids. I'm working all those details out now. Like My mind is constantly uh, flipping through ideas and trying to figure out exactly how I want it to be displayed. There's there's a TikTok video going around. It's it's funny because I saw it in the Makers Market group that I'm on Facebook with. Uh, someone had posted the TikTok video that I had already seen where a guy is talking about his booth and like, this is the best way to have a booth, hands down, you know. And then uh, like two other people, my daughter was like, hey, mom, did you see this video? This guy talking about the best way to have your art market booth. And I was like, yeah, I've seen that. So like three or four people shared that with me and <laughs> which was great. I mean, I people are people in my circle. They're looking out for me. And so I really appreciate that. But his his display was a little bit different. He didn't have like artworks like I'm going to have. His was set up like in a, a circle situation where he's like the anchor in the middle and he could like go around his booth in a circle, which was great. I agree. It kind of stops the whole when you're walking through the art fair and you see a booth, but it looks like a cave situation. There were lots of comments of people talking about how they don't want to go into the cave, you know, probably would not want to go into the cave. <laughs> so I'm going to try to avoid having the cave. But I also I paid for a 10 by 10 and you're like, ah, I don't want to not use my space. I also bought a pegboard. I saw this other idea on the Internet somewhere where a guy had taken his stickers and like a little sticky tab with a little plastic hook on it. Anyway, they're super cheap on Amazon. You can buy like a thousand of them. And he had just stuck them to the back of his stickers and then hung that little plastic hook on a dowel on a pegboard. And it it keeps them in place. Like if the wind's blowing or whatever, it, it kind of the little hook thing kind of wraps around a little bit and keeps everything in place. But the stickers are right there. The people don't have to like look through a a bowl or a box or something or a pocket of some sort. They're all in a row, just like you were shopping at Walmart. I think I'm going to do that. I bought the the pegboard for making that display. So I'm going to have to add some feet on the back, you know, so it'll stand up and you have to consider wind. It's so windy around here. So that those are going to be factors. I hate the cold weather. And so my luck is probably going to be that it's freezing and raining and the wind is howling on the day of the art market because those are all the things that I hate. Yeah, so my stickers are going to be displayed on the pegboard. Um, I'm also going to display my bookmarks on the pegboard. My sister, who's making all the stickers for me, who owns CF Creations or Crooked Fence Creations, she also wants to print some shirts for me. If they look good, I'm going to be offering those for sale. There's a couple of my paintings that people have really responded to. So she thinks that they would be really popular on merchandise. So I'm going to take her word for it. Plus, I want to have all those different price points. I'm just going to have to try some things. And that's just how it is. And yes, that's money that's going out. But I'll have minimum three markets that I'm doing. And hopefully at least most of my stuff gets sold through in those three markets. If not, it's early in the season. I can sign up for more markets. August and September is a lot of markets around here also. I'm still working out the details of how the booth is actually going to be displayed. 
once I get that final set up, I'll tell you guys all about it and if it was conducive to making the sales. One pleasant surprise I had this month was meeting someone from the NWA Makers Market online Facebook group. She was on there giving away paper for making prints or stickers or whatever. She just had a bunch of random paper that she was just going to give away for free. So I jumped right on that, you know, anywhere where I can save money. I'm like, yes, I will take that off your hands. I am printing all the things. And she is a fellow artist. It was, like I said before, I have not, I don't really know very many other artists that are actually out here doing art and pursuing any kind of artist endeavor. And she was so nice and friendly. I've told you guys that I have a little bit of anxiety about meeting people and being in new situations. She invited me into her home. She got me that free paper. And then she showed me her art working space. We talked about how she does Comic-Cons and her art style. And she and I were about the same age with, you know, kids that were about the same age. She doesn't have a toddler. I'm sure she's thanking God for that. But she, she, it was just like one of those moments where you're like, hey, I was actually able to talk to someone that understands. It was just a really cool conversation. Her, her artwork was a lot different than mine, but I loved it. It was, she's a digital artist. And she also was talking about how she uses gouache, which I've recently been trying out also. A really great connection. And I would encourage you guys to go out and check out her Instagram page. Her Instagram is Kandra Creations. And I'll post her Instagram in my show notes so you guys can see it. Um, She does a lot of puns. She does the digital, like I said, but she does a lot of puns and like characters. And she's influenced by anime. Some of her prints were really cute and funny and I'm sure I'll end up buying a print from her at some point because I just really enjoy silly puns or like off-color puns even. So I really like that and it was just a really great to meet her and see that there's someone like me out there trying to do things like I'm doing in this same exact area that I'm in. So that was really cool. I thought I'd also go over some of the artwork that I've actually been creating. One thing about this whole process is I feel a huge pressure to be like producing as much work as possible. I don't know when I'll get to the point where I feel like, okay, I have this great base of artwork and now I'm just going to be like marketing it and selling prints of it. And then I'll just leisurely be doing the artwork whenever, you know, I so am so inspired. But that's not really been how I felt right now. Right now, I'm like making things for a purpose. Like I made the big paintings for the open house. I'm making some small paintings right now for the art market. I want to have some things that are a little bit smaller, things that are a little bit more topical to this region um, that people that I know might connect with. And so the original artworks that I'm creating are towards that end. Like they're, they're with that goal in mind is, hey, would this look good as a greeting card? Would this look good as a print? Would this look good on a shirt? Because I am merchandising right now. Most all the artwork that I'm producing right now is with that in mind. Or I did complete a fish painting that I had 
started in January, I believe. And I just never, like I got sidetracked with the, the other big project and different things like that. So I pulled it back out this month and I did finish it. And I posted a video, like a little time-lapse video on TikTok and it, it got more views than I normally get, which isn't saying a whole lot, but it seemed to get a little bit of traction out there. I told my husband, I'm going to start like painting everything halfway, putting it to the side and then coming back and finishing it. Because whenever I did that, I felt like I was so fast. I was like, wow, I really knocked this painting right out so fast. That was so easy. And really, it had been over the course of a long time. It just that I had done the hard, you know, underpainting base layer work already two months ago. So I forgot all about that. So whenever I came back to finish it, it was just like the fun final pieces. I also had finished a self-portrait. That's another one where it had been in the works for a long time, but I just needed those final finishing touches. And so I got those done in March. I don't know. I feel like as an artist... It's good to do a self-portrait every now and then. I, I've heard a couple artists say this, and I think that especially if you are a portrait artist or you like to draw people or paint people or whatever, doing a portrait of yourself is just a way to touch base and even like experiment a little bit with your style. And that's one reason why I did this self-portrait is I like to do very realistic or as realistic as I can get. I get a little uptight about that sometimes. So I tried to do my self-portrait a little bit looser <laughs> as I can get. It, it still is kind of my style. Incorporate some other color schemes in there that I normally wouldn't have used. Now, March, I did feel like I was really busy getting the paintings hung, producing artwork for the art fair, ordering supplies for this and that and the other, plus running my business, my day job business. So I wasn't doing a lot of advertising locally for my artwork. Towards the end of March, I realized I really had, I had sold, I did sell one print that was from a Facebook group. She saw one of my posts and she said, hey, do you have this in a print? And I was like, yeah, I can print that. So I did sell one print and she did order it off of my website. And then I also did do one post this month specifically about offering artwork locally. And whenever I made that post, I got two pet portrait commissions off of that. And I I did those two commissions in chalk or soft pastels. I tend to, and I'm sure it's the ADHD, but I like to use all the different supplies. And so I'm, I'm constantly changing from one medium to the other all the time. But I like to experiment. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. I'll go ahead and do the sales portion of the month. So for sales, I had the two pet portraits, which were $210 is what I sold those for. And then I hadn't done chalk for a while. So like I said before in my previous episode, you know, I'm kind of keeping those prices low while I build up my portfolio for these commissions. And then I also sold the print on my website, which was $40. So $250 in sales for the month of March. My expenses, I spent $621 on art supplies, and then I, I ended up spending $192 on hanging supplies. I guess it never dawned on me how much money the hanging supplies was going to cost me. Command strips apparently are not cheap, so I had bought all these command strips, and then they fell off the wall because it was so cold. So there, it was a lot of command strips. And then uh, 
I also had the opportunity, the real estate agent, Willa Ball, who owns the Pedigree Properties, she asked me if I would mind hanging my artwork in her place of business. She has a office in Bentonville, and she asked me to do a gallery wall for her. And so I also had to buy hanging supplies for that. I just bought a ton of command strips, and they actually work perfect at her office because her office is heated and those paintings were a little bit smaller. So I spent a lot of money on command strips this month. I it wouldn't have it wouldn't have occurred to me that this was going to be a huge expense, but it was. Um, I also spent one hundred and fifty five dollars for paper to get my print started. Actually, ordered some a sticker from Printify, and it cost me eight dollars to order it from them. So that was seemed a little high, but uh, so that was my expenses for the month. And like I said, my opportunity was I hung a gallery wall at Pedigree Properties, and those things will also be for sale at her place of business. And I also offered her a commission. My Venmo code is there, so people can just, you know, scan it, get their item, and go if they so choose. And that way, she didn't have to really deal with it too much. The other opportunity I took advantage of in March is I decided to apply to the 8th Annual Local Color Studio Exhibition. It's in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is not real far from where I live. I really didn't have any information about it. I don't even think they have a website, but they do um, have Facebook and Instagram, I believe. But on Facebook, they just did a call for art. It's going to be a juried exhibit, so they'll have their judges there. But basically, the post was, hey, email me 10 images, and we'll go from there. I had no, I have no idea what the parameters were on that or anything. So I just was like, okay, let's do this. I emailed them 10 images, and that was on March 31st was the due date. So we'll see how that pans out probably next month. As far as events coming up, obviously, I have the NWA Makers Market on April 30th. And the open house that I was going to be, you know, revving myself up for for April 7th, that got moved. And I'm not sure that they'll even make their move date. So that's the rundown. As you can see, I didn't have a ton of sales in March. March was a little bit disappointing, even in my day job sales as a reseller. My sales were down overall there as well. I feel like we're kind of going through a hard economic time overall. But I also know that not everyone is. And so I don't want that to be something that stops me from moving forward with this goal. I know there's still a lot of people who have their jobs, who are doing well, who have money to spend. Hopefully that gets around to all of us. But until that, I'm going to keep moving forward on this goal Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and opening my journal with me and seeing what's going on as I pursue this dream of becoming a full-time artist and actually making money off of this. The people that I've met so far and my family, they've all been so supportive. Check out those show notes for any of the people I've mentioned if you want to check them out and check out their social media pages. Stay tuned for episode five, where we get all caught up and we start having the play-by-play of what's happening. 
If you'd like to check out my website and see if all of this is just a foolish endeavor, then you can find me at caseartworks.com. And you can also follow me on any of my social media platforms. I have Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'd love for you to follow along or walk beside me in this journey. And let's see what happens at the end of the year. Thank you.